social studies podcast listeners, you little socialites. Welcome to the super creepy, super sneaky Halloween episode, which I'm very, very excited about. I got a great guest on the podcast today. One of the best things about being on tour is meeting other comics from all over the country. Met a superstar this weekend. Y'all don't even know. Hold on, hold on. But before we get into that, want to let you know, coming up, coming up, coming up in November, going to be in Nashville, Irvine, San Jose, Tempe. That is all of November. Get your tickets at mrdtimes3.com. After that, I'm going to be in Springfield, Missouri, and Indianapolis, Indiana. Snack your tickets up, mrdtimes3.com. And also the Nashville show and the Irvine shows might even be sold out by now. But for Nashville, we added on a Sunday matinee. So y'all can come to the Hyatt. Uh, so get your tickets, Mr. D times three.com. Love you so much. Also become a Patreon member, patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Support the podcast, five bucks a month. That's less than, you know, how much you spend in coffee for the month. We'll say that. Anyway, was deep in the heart of Texas a few weeks ago. It was fantastic. And I met the hilarious comedian Tori Poole. I absolutely love her for multiple reasons. One, she walked out to Selena. And <laughs> when she walked out to Selena, um, I died. And I will tell you all this. I have been listening to Itty Bitty Bum Bum on repeat since. She's from San Antonio. Well, she did tell me she's from Laredo, but she can't claim it because she went to San Antonio, which is where she's been. You can catch her at the Blind Tiger on Fridays in San Antonio, and you can listen to her podcast, Toxic Love, actually. Welcome to the Social Studies Podcast, Miss Tori Poole. Hi. How are you, my sweet little biscuit? Oh, I'm doing so good. Still glowing from your shows. I'm so happy that we met. I'm so happy that we met. I love it. Like, you're you're killing it. I love to meet people that are, like, killing it and funny and a teacher formerly. Oh, that's all good stuff. When when you did your set and you told them, you know, I'm a former teacher, I was like, this girl right here. I was into it. I loved it. <laughs> no. Yeah, teaching is crazy. Uh, we all have to band together. High school creative writing, right? High school creative writing. So I used to uh, run a, a creative writing program here in San Antonio. So uh, that was a lot of fun. I I loved it, sadly. Okay, I want I do want to talk about your adventure out of the classroom, but what is it about high school that you were into? Because when I think about high school teaching, I literally my bowels drop out of my body. It's so horrifying to me. You know what it is, is that like I, I tried I was like all levels spec ed when I first started. Well, um, what's so that? That's I, some Texas talk. Um, spec ed? Oh, special education. Oh, um, spec ed. So like. I started first, I was like, can I do elementary? And then I thought, oh, they're little feelings, you know? And uh, <laughs> then I tried middle school and they were uh, interesting smelling. <laughs> and then high school, I found that I could just be the right level of sarcastic and get away with it. And I'm a very sarcastic person. So I was like, okay, they're less sensitive. They're almost like mini adults. Um, and we're into like the same things cause I'm a giant child. <laughs> so oh. I, I loved, I loved teaching high school. It was so fun. I think that's why we get along. I'm a giant child too. Yeah. I'm so immature. I need to grow up. <laughs> when did you leave the classroom? 
Uh, so it's been about almost four years okay. since I've been gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to talk about why you left. But when you said sarcasm, I connect with that so deeply, too. Do you think that sarcasm's like dead? I feel like the youth, these Tide Pod eating Gen Z's don't really understand sarcasm and how that is a form of humor. And they take everything for point blank and just immediately get offended. What's your take? Oh, it's gotten so bad. I mean, I I felt it definitely the last year in the classroom. I felt more of that sensitivity building. But I feel like nowadays it's uh, it's pretty bad. I found that I went a little over the top. Uh, so <laughs> there was no mistake that I was being sarcastic. You know, if someone was asking me, like, if they could turn in their paper, I'd be like, uh, I'll kill your whole family. If you don't get that into me <laughs> by the end of the day, you know, and that was like a, a, a key phrase that sort of became mine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you leaving the classroom wasn't exactly your choice and did have to do with the fact that you were pursuing comedy, right? Yeah, I was pursuing comedy and running my program. And then it got to a really intensive part. And one of my students who I had for three classes reported my comedy Instagram. And instead of administration talking to me, they put me on administrative leave without like any, it was right before Thanksgiving break. And they were like, uh, I got like this formal phone call that was like, you're on administrative leave. And I was like, what? And they gave me no details. They just uh, said that I had to report to, uh, you know, uh, main office on Monday. And it was through calling everybody that I was like, what's going on? And they were like, oh, they reported your comedy Instagram. Oh, they're, they're printing it out. And uh, I was like, what? Okay. Uh, so are they going to go to a show? It, it was very weird. Um, <laughs> did you have anything bad was, on there? Like, or what was it edgy? Well, the three pictures that they initially, like, uh, in that meeting, you know, they were like, okay, here's uh, this picture. It was me in a shirt like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like, we can see your chest. And I was like, okay. And then there was another picture of me smoking a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And they were like, is that a cigarette? And I'm like, yeah, it's a cigarette. Uh, we, we don't know if it's a cigarette. Um, oh, and God. Then, uh, there was a, a joke on there that I, I make uh, about kids sleeping with students and how they, you know, or adults sleeping with students and they shouldn't. And they were like, what do you think about this joke? And I was like, I agree. They should not, teachers should not be sleeping with students. You know, don't like, you? <laughs> yeah, I stand, I stand by that, you know, <laughs> like, and they were like, that's nothing to joke about. And I'm like, well, I teach performance. Everything is about joking. What, what are we talking about here? Like, do you have like a, a complaint about my job performance? And uh, they sort of brought out this uh, stipulation in the contract where we are uh, public entities. Oh, and no. And we represent uh, a public person. And therefore, uh, I could not. I could not do this side job and also do their job. And I was just livid, you know, cause I, I was a, one of those teachers that spent, you know, ridiculous amounts, like until I had a show, like I would be there all day and then leave to go hit an open mic and then be there back at six 30 in the morning. And yet something was wrong with the way I was doing my job. Um, and I was like, I can't do anything about the low cut shirt. Like I have a chest, you know? Um, yeah. 
then I'm, that's not, and I'm, and I'm smoking a cigarette. Like I don't even smoke. That was a prop. It was like me, like, Oh, I'm, have this filter. <laughs> you know um, what, what makes me mad about this more than anything? I say this on the podcast often is kids need diversity in the classroom further than farther than cultural. Well, the cultural is very important, but like they need to have teachers who express their unique interests and things that they do with their life and what they do outside the classroom, who they are, who they live with, how they live so that kids can understand that people are different. And it's this kind of bullshit that is just so toxic to the development of kids to think, oh, all these adults that I interact with in my life are the same. It's just like garbage. It pisses me off so bad that that happened to you. It's um, it's a lot of responsibility to put us on these pedestals and make us unhuman because it makes students treat us like we aren't human. And then it sort of like trickles to the parents and then administration. And before you know it, we're meeting with reps and trying to see like, is this the best thing for me? Um, It's forcing good teachers out. You hit it on the head. I mean, you said it when I first asked you this, you said you loved it. I loved it. How many teachers are still there that hate it? Isn't that bullshit? That was like every teacher I ever met. I mean, and I was a dropout. Like I I literally quit high school very quickly when I was a student because I hated it. I, I was always getting kicked out of English class. <laughs> uh, my teacher hated me. Yeah. And I, I was just like, well, you look like a bird. You know, I was just very mean to her. I think she's dead now. But <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, flying like the bird that she yeah. is. <laughs> Be free. I just remember being so unhappy as a student that I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back and maybe I could find the kid that's like me and, and help them. And, and I feel like I did that for a while. And then toward the end, it just got to be, they just started attacking me as a person and it was, it was just not worth it. Like I, I never felt so isolated for being different. And I kept thinking like, would this happen to me if I was the person that I replaced, which was like, uh, master's degree, you know, very nice white lady. And I was like, gosh, did they ever attack her like this? I feel like no. Right. Oh my gosh. And do you know how often, Tori, I hear from like a little gay new teacher from the South who like is on the verge of being let go. It's like the same. It's the same. It's fucking garbage. Yeah. They're just targeting. They're targeting anything that's different. And then they're like, well, why can't we get more teachers? And it's like, well, because we're not Stepford wives. You know, we're not in here uniformly walking this fine line between being liked and teaching. Don't mean to toot our own horns, but I'm about to toot both of our horns, both of your horns in that shirt that I can see. Um, But but I, oh, by the way, when I was in Texas, I think the, the one show that you, maybe you were with me at this one. I think it might have been the Dallas show. I said to the crowd, I was like, hi, sugar tits. So then I turned to this woman in the front. I was like, not you. Yours are more like biscuits. <laughs> I still can't believe I said that. Oh, well. Oh, but everybody agreed, didn't they? They like, did. They like, did. Oh, she even everybody agreed. was like on your side. But I think, too, that um, we bring something to the table that is different. That's what needs to happen. And the fact that we are comics and now allows us to tell the truth about teaching through the lens of humor, which is I 
really believe is one of the only ways that we are going to get through to people. Because you see these perfect Mary Poppins bitches on the internet with their practically perfect classrooms trying to tell everybody else how to teach. And it's like, really? Like who, like, no, I'm sorry. But we as comics have the ability to get up there and be like, this is what's happening. This is how it is. We're going to laugh about it. And then you're going to go in your car and cry because you know how serious these comments are. And I think that people yeah. like you and me who no longer have a target on our back are actually going to be able to make change. So I know that was hard, but I'm happy for your life journey. Thank you. It's It's been difficult and I've been trying to like find uh, my own voice with it and like what my lesson from it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I still have students that reach out to me for recommendation letters and, um, you know, just telling me about their life. And I've had students that have gone on and, and done super great things. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I was just there for a second. Right. And, and maybe, um, maybe I helped enough, uh, you know, thinking about 120 students you see a day when you're teaching high school, I think I made some sort of an impact despite the ones that, you know, felt the need to attack me personally. Um, somebody asked me recently, like, are you upset with those people? And I was just like, absolutely. Yes. Yes. I am still <laughs> yeah. very upset. You know, I thought about like, oh no, I'm going to be the better person. No, man. I hope that you're happy, dude. Like you, you made me leave something I loved. And I feel that too, even though, even the pursuing comedy too, I was just thinking the other day, one of my old coworkers sent me some videos of some of my former students and I was like watching it. And I was like, damn, I do miss it. I do miss it. Cause I loved it. Yeah. There's nothing it gets like under teaching. Your skin. It does. Um, and it is like performing all day. Uh, it really is. I mean, especially like the first, le the first time you pitch a lesson. Right. And for me, I got to perform the rest of the day, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, first period. Uh, kind of didn't get any laughs. Let me see if I can do uh, what I can add second, third, fourth. You know, um, I, I love that. It was like many little performances um, and also trying to like be in the trenches with everybody and get everybody through the day, uh, checking in with your neighbor and stuff. I did like that camaraderie between us. Which is exactly why I say that teaching makes you a better comic and vice versa. Mm -hmm. It's like you're performing in the classroom, then you take all that on stage and then you're performing on stage and you get heckled and you take that into the classroom. So now you can handle when they heckle you. It's the best. Yeah. I love, uh, I, I didn't have to do it at your shows, but I love when I have a heckler and I, uh, I, I stop and I look at them and I like practice like spatial awareness or like, yes, I lean yes. in <laughs> and then they're like, Yes. Or they're or they're having a conversation, and I'm just like, mm, okay, oh yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get the nachos. Okay, I was a teacher. I will wait all day. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they, they will just. Eat. I don't think you had hecklers because I was listening to the audience from the green room too. They were eating. No, no, no you they were up. like they were paying attention and into it. And I was like, this is such a receptive crowd. They loved uh, you. They loved you. I was so happy to have you on those shows. They they just loved you. This week's episode. Um, is all about Halloween. We're going to get into some Halloween horror stories from both the classroom and not the classroom. Email submissions from the listeners. We're going to get into that in just a minute. But before we do, quick something else for you. All right, we're back. Tori, Tori, Tori. Before we start, I got some good ones. But Halloween in high school, it's that's horrifying to me. It's so drab. It's so like not cool. Really? Anytime, it's it's really not. It's really it's like policing. 
it's like uh you guys guys I, I the day before halloween especially i'd be like if you come to first period and you are in a mask or you've painted your face you're gonna make me write you up you can't paint your face do that yeah no they couldn't do anything like uh i don't oh. know what it was i guess like at a certain point halloween becomes like not fun for high schoolers and they're just like they wouldn't they would tell me not to bring candy and stuff and i i still brought candy like i'm a rebel <laughs> yes. um they're like you can't do that and i'm like watch me like okay you're not at walmart watching me buy all this shit so i i constantly spoiled my kids um and didn't listen to that when we were in the classroom if they could show me their costumes but i was you have to understand high school girls their costumes uh oh they want little, they want to be a woman yes so it wasn't really like uh we didn't have any cool like scary stuff it was like miss i'm gonna wear this to the club and i'm like why are you going to the club dude I'm like what are you doing <laughs> see you, you there a hug? <laughs> yeah you know like so and then also try not to shame them about their you know short made outfits or stuff and i'm like oh you have a beautiful body but also cover up uh so i was i was always trying not to get them in trouble so i'd be like oh go change or you know <laughs> i remember those high school teachers who tried to protect us, who were kind of like, okay, listen, like, I'm going to tell you to like hike that down a little bit, but someone else is going to send you to the office. So you can either listen exactly. to what I'm telling Yeah. I remember those teachers. I never dress coded anybody. I'm sorry. I do. That's, that's such a stupid part of high school. So yeah, we didn't have fun, but I remember sending my son off, you know, in costumes and stuff. And, and he'd come home with little goodie bags and I'd be like, what did you do? And he's like, oh, we watched uh, movies. I'm like, oh, okay. There, this is a good segue because I haven't, I was, I had one that I wanted to read first, but it was a, it was an email submission from somebody. Oh, is this it? No, but that might take the cake. There was a, someone who wrote in and she had a, she was older and one of her teaching partners was a first year teacher. And she was talking about how she had to make like the, the first year teacher was going back and forth about her, about how she had to buy two costumes because she was going to two different parties, which do you remember the days when you cared about shit like that? Yeah. She was saying it and then she came to work the next day for Halloween and she was dressed kind of as like a, you know, Dorothy, but like Dorothy who'd been working the streets. Oh. And, and she said to her teaching partner, she's like, you know how it is on this budget. Like I really only had enough for one costume. So I made the choice. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yes, honey. Yes, honey. Okay. But I got, yeah. a, I got a great one for us to start for real, for real. Okay. Hi, Joe. I can't remember if this was Halloween or the hundredth day of school because this kid was dressed as an old man. And that's what kindergartners do for the hundredth day of school. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. I remember gluing a hundred buttons to my son's shirt. Yep. Yep. And very common to dress up as old people on the hundredth day of school. So I, I think it's only a matter of time till one of these Gen Z says that we're being, I don't know, geriatricist. I don't know. Um, anyway, this kid wasn't even my student. He was an aftercare student, but they were using my room for aftercare. The rest of aftercare was on the playground, but this kid had to go to the bathroom. So they sent him into the bathroom in my class. This old man costume included makeup to show wrinkles on his forehead, temporary gray hair dye, a button-down tourist t-shirt, and a Polaroid camera full-sized with a strap hanging from his neck. The Polaroid camera is the catalyst for this story. 
Now, we all know that kindergartners don't always shut the door when they go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So the door was wide open. But luckily, it was just me in the classroom. All of a sudden, I hear, Miss Hannah, I'm peeing. And I think, good job, kid. Finally. But the panic in his voice alerted me to let me know that something else is going on. That damn camera hanging from his neck interfered with his ability to aim. So his pee stream was shooting all across the bathroom like a damn fire hose. I picked up the camera so that it was out of his way and told him to aim for the toilet. But it was too late. The deed was done. He zipped up, washed his hands, and spent the next 20, I spent the next 20 minutes cleaning pee off the kindergarten floor. This is reason 328 why I will never teach kindergarten again. They're so gross. Oh, it's it's true. It, it, humble opinion, kindergarten is the best grade to teach, but girl, it is disgusting. Ah, uh, they're little fluids. <laughs> I mean, and like how 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 low is that camera? Right around. Pink. At least I thought I thought he was. I thought you were going to say that he took a picture while he was peeing. Um, I was like, wow, what a skillful. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I I thought that he was good at because. They said that kindergartners leave the door open when they pee. I thought that he was going to be taking pictures of people peeing. Yes, like a very voyeuristic uh, little 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 Tom there. <laughs> little peeping Tommy. Yeah, a little peeping Tommy. But yeah, that's so weird. To um, uh, boys are so weird. Can't you stop the stream? Uh, yeah, but I think that's a learned skill. Blake, would you say that's a learned skill? Like have the ability to like stop your pee midstream. I feel like when I was a little kid, it's like if you're peeing, you're peeing. He was like, "Oh God, Miss, help me with my peanut." You know what it is? It's like this is graphic, but it's like male kegels are the same thing that you would do to like cut your your boy pee off. Oh, so he had an inexperienced Kegel uh, for his uh, for his water hose. He wasn't, he wasn't ready. Also, this is something would happen to an old man. So maybe he was just playing the character. Oh, yeah. He was just leaning in. He really wanted her to come and hold his hose. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't find the catheter fast enough, as it I think like, would happen. Somebody, where's the top to this? Miss. <laughs> miss. That is a Texas thing. That is a Texas thing. Miss, miss. Because yes. all my Texas teacher friends say that they say miss, miss. But here they all go, teacher, teacher. Yeah, the miss, miss, uh, or mom. Yeah, I um, think the mom is a... Miss, miss. And I'm like, miss what? <laughs> I got name? granny you know one time. Me. Granny? Granny. I was like, I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it. Yeah. Thank you for being I a friend. I always got mom. And I was like, I do not love you. From the high school kids, you got mom? I got mom. Wow. Wow. On purpose or like a fluke? No, no. It'd be like, miss, mom. And I'm like, oh, no. Miss mom. They, they even call you miss in high school? Yeah. That miss. is such a cultural difference. That would never happen here. It's kind of weird. It's uh, especially when I subbed, uh, they wouldn't learn. Uh, they wouldn't learn your name. No, it'd be like mess, mess, and I'm like, it says it on the board, guys. Come on. <laughs> I hate when the kids would go, teacher, teacher. Even in kindergarten, it's like, you know my name. We have been here since what September? It is May. Don't come at me with this teacher, teacher. I know your name. You know my name now. Right. You got it, Max. Enough. That's how it was. (laughs) And he's like, I'm Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) True. 
This one's great for both of us. It's not, it comes from a teacher, but it doesn't take place in the classroom. And I picked this out specifically because this is the moment I vibed with you so hard. Okay. You're you're going to get it. Here we go. To whoever sees this, I can't wait for you to read it. My Halloween gone wrong was actually last Halloween. It was maybe a week or so that I had met my now husband and we went to a Halloween party at a friend's of mine's house. Well, before we left his place, which was about an hour drive away, I decided to have some fun and eat an edible. I did the standard rule, which was eat half, wait to see how it goes, and then eat the other half. Well, after a while, I still wasn't feeling it, so I just ate the other half. Mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Mistake number one. Before getting there, because we don't know how much munchies were actually going to be there, we stopped at Burger King to grab a bite to eat, which at this time I was vegetarian, so I got the Impossible Burger, which was mistake number two. As we were sitting in the parking lot eating our Burger King, it started to hit me, and I it was a great time. I got so high that I was convinced with how dark it was outside, except the lights were still on, so I was fully convinced that I was in space. Yep, you read that right. <laughs> I thought I was in space. We headed to my friend's house, whom he'd never met before, so this is all going to go wrong, obviously. All I could remember at this point was getting handed multiple not very good jello shots and taking regular jello shots. Mistake number three. At one point, I didn't feel well at all and couldn't fake it either, and my trip started to go south real quick. I sat on the couch and started getting to that point where your body knows <laughs> I know this. I know this feeling. You get to the point where your body knows that something is going very wrong and it needs you to do something, but you're so high that you're convinced that you can't move. My friend eventually grabbed me, rushed me to the bathroom, and everything just came up. And this wasn't a one-bathroom trip because less than 20 minutes later, I ran upstairs, leaving him behind with some random people and did it again it was not a fun experience at all so embarrassing so embarrassing to me that i actually never ate pot again on the bright side though he did marry me and i got a great two-hour nap (laughs) oh baby poor baby that is that is the rule though you eat a little because do you know like the measurements that goes into making edibles actually varies very drastically depending on like the manufacturer and everything. They're not all the same. Yeah. There are all these factors. And also I think a big mistake, I think a big mistake people make is they eat an edible and then they like, don't eat something immediately after to like activate it. Yep. Like you're, you're, you're eating something, your body has to process it. Right. Right. (laughs) This is coming from an old (laughs) druggie. Um, (laughs) But from the streets I, of Laredo, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I never take an edible without trying to like see how strong it is. And that's the thing about drugs being illegal in Texas, right? Like we're always rolling the dice. So it is very like the nibble. And then you're like, all right, let's see. Okay, oh my God. It's like your weed only comes from the streets. Yeah. Well, I think it comes from Colorado because it comes in a package. <laughs> oh, like fully uh, formed with a barcode. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, can I, Jesus, um, I think that uh, drug dealers are uh, getting lazy and they're just uh, 
ordering things, but I would rather that I like things in a package. Um, long gone are the days where I will eat something homemade. Do you so. remember, do you remember the days too, where someone would just like offer you a little bit of weed or you were just kind of like, eh, let's see what happens. No idea what yeah. strain this is. Could be super potent. Could, you know, just be a bunch of regs, but either way. We're in for a but ride. Not anymore, right? Like I remember that. I remember the weird, like, oh my god, is my heart supposed to race this so uh, far? <laughs> right, right, uh, right. Uh, I remember the panic, and then also not knowing how to like navigate that high because I always thought, uh, or I still kind of do, like when you're too high, eat something, right? Like start, like get your munchies out of the way, and you'll feel better. And I guess this is what this woman tried to do. Um, I thought she was going to say that she didn't get an impossible burger because she pointed out the vegetarian thing and that it was like a re- real burger. Uh, so that's kind of funny. I thought too, the one that I, she talked about, okay, first of all, she left out what she was, what they were. Like I need, yeah. I needed that visual. Yeah. But I wish to God that they went as astronauts or just like the planet. When she said that she was so high that she thought she was in space, that was the moment that I knew, girl, you ate too much. You are gone. You are done. hospital high. Like, have you ever been in a hospital on meds and you're like, whoa, this is not natural? Like, I think sometimes weed can do that. And then you're like on the streets, you know, and you're like, this is not good. I need to lay down. And that person like went through, went to a party, which is like the worst (laughs) nightmare of mine. I personally have not been um, in that situation. I have not, I I have not had many situations where I need to be um, like hospitalized because for, and then they give me like legal grade medication. I have not had that. Yeah. I had my tonsils at one time and they gave me like, I don't know what, but I was just like, Ooh, you guys send me home with this. This is a great, look at this hat. Just very, uh, it never ends. It never ends too. That's the thing with edibles. They don't like you. This is how you wear it off. Go to bed. Yeah. One of my good friends, uh, Andrew has this joke about how he sometimes he'll take an edible just to be surprised of when it'll hit, you know? (laughs) Uh, I've had friends that have eaten something and then, oh, it didn't work. And they went to sleep and then they woke up and they were like, oh no, this is not great. Oh yeah. Oh Uh, yeah. That's, that is the worst. That is the worst. That is scary. I guess you're metabolizing it when you're sleeping. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And you dream all crazy. Yes. It's like, ooh, did I have cheese? Oh, no, it was pot. (laughs) (laughs) It could be some good cheese. You never know. It could be some good dairy. Um, yeah, that did, uh, I, I don't know. Edible. I like edibles. I think I prefer edibles, uh, over smoking. Um, but I feel like they are very tricky and I do want to know exactly what they are. I'm like, how many mils, you know? (laughs) Right. And then, and then I'm glad to hear that, uh, Colorado supporting Texas. Yes. You can do that. Thanks Colorado. Uh, My, my Denver shows got canceled, but boy, you better believe when I get down there. I'm thinking about just going next weekend for my birthday, like taking a weekend. I've been trying to look and see like, hey, is there a spa with weed? Oh, you know there is. There has to be. 100% where they're like rubbing some friggin' shit up in your yeah. skin and like the air's got little gentleness in it. And then like that. there's this like tiny little woman and she's just like walking all over your back. 
Like I want a miniature women to walk all over my back and like little women to like rub my feet and what? then someone to hold a joint for me. I, I always invent shit. Like I'm constantly inventing things. What if you went there and like the mud pit, cause you do like a mud cleanse, but the Ooh. mud is infused with like THC, CBD. I'm Honestly, like, <laughs> I don't think the fans knew that I had this in me. <laughs> You're manifesting. I'm manifesting. I'm going to actually open it here in Seattle. You have a lifetime pass. It's called, okay. it's called, um, mud and bud. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I love it. Oh. I love it. Make okay. it happen. I got another one for us. This one's pretty good too. Hi, Mr. D. Boy, do I have a good one for you. It may be long, but it's fire. She spelled it like that. F-I-Y-I-H. Buckle up. <laughs> this was my first year teaching. I know it's always the sweet, innocent first year teachers, which Tori, honest to God, I don't, this isn't fake. These emails that I get from the fans, I always ask for like horror stories or things gone wrong, just like chaos in the classroom nine times out of ten it's a first year teacher writing it's always the first years we got another one they here they need support there you go they need support also you know what else they need to realize they need to realize that you cannot be good at this job your first year it's all about experience no you're trash you're yeah you're gonna <laughs> and, and that's the year to like make all your mistakes you're trash you're trash. You're that little, the the little uh, spork thing from Toy Story. That's you. Yeah, that's you. Your first year, your hair and everything. Okay. You're, you're meaningful trash. Like we need that trash. Like if we didn't have that trash, then you wouldn't grow up to like ugly duckling it and be the beautiful swans that we are today. Exactly. Around year three or four. Maybe they're, <laughs> yeah. Good job. Like they're, they're not trash. They're like compost. Yes, you gotta be used, baby. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta ferment a little bit, break mm -hmm. down, get a little worm mm -hmm. poop mixed up in you, and then you're gonna create life. Holy and all shit! Those banana peels, you just stick them in there, and I baby, you're gonna be golden. I swear to everybody, we're not high. <laughs> I, swear, I am not. I am sober. not. I am sober as a tiny little duck that got its eggs mixed in with a bunch of swan eggs. Anyway, ah. <laughs> uh, I taught at a C-list celebrity school where most parents are in the biz. My parents approached me and said that they would like to go big for our Halloween party. And being new, I thought, why not? What could go wrong? Well, the day of our Halloween party came and I told the parents that they could use lunch to set up. So I gave up my lunch to supervise just to make sure that everything was running smoothly. Picture this parents in costumes there were drapes desks moved out of the way tablecloths face paint the whole enchilada well the bell had rung and after giving up my entire lunch to supervise i told the parents that i was going to go down to get the students and bring them back silly me for thinking that i could leave a group of adults unattended for more than three minutes while walking <laughs> to pick up my class the fire alarm goes off and I see my principal running across campus. Mind you, this man is 60 years old and probably could have used a few more days in the gym and points at me, looks at me dead in my face, stressed as fuck and says, it's coming from your room. I literally stop dead in my tracks. I feel my face turning red and I freeze. Turns out 
in the three minutes that I was gone, one of the parents snuck in a smoke machine that I told them was not allowed into my classroom. And that is what triggered the fire alarms. I'm talking all of the fire alarms. The whole school was forced into a fire drill or whatever you call it when it's actually not a drill. The day before Halloween, the fire department was even called. Needless to say, it was a running joke every year on Halloween. Oh, oh, and that's not even it. This is not where it ends. After this entire fiasco is over and we're back enjoying the party, I turn around and see that one of the parents had a not so great idea of lighting a real candle in my classroom. Really? After the smoke machine just set up the fire alarm, you think that's a good idea to actually start a real fire? I walk <laughs> over, look at the parent, pointed at the candle and just said, no. I felt that that I felt a little bad ruling her whole crystal ball experience. But come on. After that, I kept a very close eye on my parents for the rest of the afternoon. And even now, five years later, I do the same thing. Lesson learned. Don't trust parents. I love your podcast and had the best time at your San Diego show. Even if some little hoe did decide to set up the fire alarm. I attached a picture to show you us at your show. Thank you for always starting my Mondays off right. Yeah, the fire alarm went off at my San Diego show. I was like getting ready to go on. It was like two minutes before I hit the stage and fire alarm went out and we had to evacuate. But, you know, a large majority of my audience is teachers. Tori, I shit you not. These women were in single file lines, walking, ready to go up the stairs. They were just like, yep, we've done this eight times a year, every year. It was the cutest thing. Someone just had a clipboard and was like taking attendance. <laughs> this email actually boils my blood. Yeah. Why do parents think that they can do anything like, bitch, this ain't like I don't come to your cubicle and fucking throw a quinceanera in the middle of it while you're typing on your goddamn computer. What makes you think that you can do this in my officina? Yeah. Parents are out of control. And also they couldn't afford the little camera with the light. Like you needed the ambiance of a flickering candle, like buy a little candle. That's a light. Exactly. Exactly. And then they knew no smoke machines. They, and even if it wasn't stated, you still knew no smoke machines. And also smoke machines are legit. Like, inconvenient and they and they're not small no, like i'm sure no, they're not up. like it's probably filled up that room i bet you everybody in that room couldn't even see each other you know like there's a reason why we don't have smoke machines in the classroom stupid like what are you doing oh not only that too but like i can picture this parent like smuggling it in like contraband knowing that we shouldn't have a smoke machine but thinking they're the shit like the teacher's just gonna come back with the class and there's Oh, that's it. They knew that the teacher was going to be back with the class. So she's not going to go crazy on me because the smoke is happening. They're also excited. Yeah. And also, he also spiked the punch. What? <laughs> He's like, oh, a little brandy in here. <laughs> Do you love, too, how she added that she taught at some school where the parents were C-list celebrities? I love that because immediately I was like everybody from 90210. Oh, David Hasselhoff is like, one of these dads. He actually brought in the the uh, smoke machine <laughs> in his little lifeguard speedo. Yeah, he's just like, oh, we're not wearing shirts today. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. What is a C list celebrity like? Who would you classify as C list? I people always say, Mr. D, you're famous. I go, oh, honey, I'm like barely on the Z list. I think C list is like anybody that would do a lifetime movie. Okay, I'll, I will gladly 
take that. Like I, if somebody was like, do you want to do a lifetime movie? I'd be like, yes, put my face on a milk box, call it a C, exactly. let's do it. Yeah, no, I love lifetime movies. That's been like my dream to write a lifetime movie. <laughs> oh my God, we should do it together. I mean, like, honestly, I grew up watching, I'm like, oh, I grew up watching all those women get like tossed around. I was like, man, I want to write this. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take back the night. We'll kill some dudes. It'll you be need, fun. You need an edible and an impossible burger. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But C-list too. So what, you're thinking that's very like Aunt Becky from yes. that C-list? Because she did a lot of those. I think Aunt Becky or Shannon, is it Doherty? Shannon Doherty. Yeah. Um, uh, even Alyssa Milano has, I guess, gone see a little bit lately. Yeah. What about Tori um, Spelling? Is that C-list? Would you say that's C-list? Tori Spelling, definitely. Oh, my uh, word. Her e-show was very popular for a minute. Yeah. Uh, and probably yeah. like, um, God. I'm trying to think of male C-list, like Mario Lopez. I love you, baby, but... You're going to put Mario Lopez on the C-list? I'm going to put him on the C-list. He's all about them Lifetime movies right now. He like, is, but easy. also he hosts the E! show. Oh, yeah. And was I, that- just want, I just wanted to shout him out to see if he'd shout me back out. <laughs> no. I think... Uh, <laughs> let me call him. I, I guess he's a B. Those I, dimples make you a B. I know a C-list actor. Like yeah? we, like we. Would grew- I know anything? No, I'm not gonna say their name too. But we grew up. You're in- like scrolling at the bottom. Yeah, I actually. <laughs> he, we grew up in the same like area of town, and he did like some soaps, a very popular Disney thing that was like popular for the time, but like didn't go farther than that. And then like grew up out of like the Disney thing, but went like not porn but like super adult with his <laughs> next roles so i think there wasn't enough like you can't just go from like miley cyrus to demi lovato who she is right now in the next move you make yeah no i don't think you can i think it's either a steady progression or a quick fall yeah 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 with that i hope he's not listening but i will say that's a male c-lister which we love that for them, right? But it's not a bad thing. Yeah, no. Love, like, you guys, your guys are killing it. I'm not uh, trying to say. Third. That's what I'm saying too. Oh, and the, okay. Did you see Demi Lovato's downfall this week? I didn't. What happened? Tell me now. Oh, God. <laughs> God bless them. Like, I just, I just can't. Okay. Demi Lovato is, they paint themselves as an activist, which I'm like for. Congratulations, right? Mm-hmm. You're also not better than anybody. So let's just lay that out there too. It's constantly yeah. a you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong without telling people like what to do instead, which is like the I don't have any patience for it. Demi Lovato, well, you know the whole Froyo thing where they got upset about there was like they were advertising that they had like low fat yogurt and she lo- they mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just want to be very transparent to everybody that I am trying to honor the they them pronouns and I'm learning so don't attack me. I'm learning. They went off on diet culture. Mm. Now, they have a TV show that's basically it's like those TV shows where you chase Bigfoot except they're chasing extraterrestrials and they go on this whole tangent about how they've seen aliens before and they said publicly that it's offensive to call ETs aliens 
And we need to start using the term extraterrestrials to describe them, which I'm over here like, this is bullshit. You're making it harder for the plight of people who are actually needing this type of thing, not aliens. Yeah, that's so divisive for no reason. Like absolutely no reason. (laughs) Uh, I don't think aliens are going to land and be like, we need to find Demi Lovato. She's the only (laughs) one that got it. Would you imagine they land and they're like, Demi Lovato is our queen? (laughs) (laughs) We need to, like, they just land and they all look like Demi Lovato. They're just like, they're just the instant clones. And they're like, what? She's our leader. No, I think that that's just mincing words. And it's also, people do this thing where they, uh, they try to, I guess, defend a cause, but it's like, they're making a, they're making a dumb cause on me. Like, what was that? Who are you doing that for? And is it actually helping anyone? Or just being divisive? Are you just are you just complaining into the the ether? You know, like nobody cares if aliens exist. They're not worried about their pronouns or anything like that. They're you know they're they're, they're gonna like kill us. <laughs> right. Come in and invade. And also, are you just trying to be relevant? I'm so I'm just gonna say it. I'm just trying to be relevant. Yeah. Or or just act like you have something to say when you don't. Like at a certain point, it's like when a little kid is telling you a story and they're like, and then, and then, and then. And it's like, uh, okay, cool kid. Where's your mom? Right? All of this to tell you that when I saw the article about this, it said pop star Demi Lovato says that we should, you know, call aliens ETs. And I commented on it and I said, what's actually offensive about this post is the inaccurate use of the word star. <laughs> and and it went it went wild. OK, but people were mad at me for saying that they're like, and you think you're famous and you think you're a star? No, I don't think I'm a star. Actually, I know I'm not even in the alphabet of celebrities. However, I can tell you that. This one over here is tiptoeing on whatever ounce of fame they're holding on to. So how about that? Oh, I'm heated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, shut up. <laughs> I, I don't, <laughs> Thank you, I don't Tori. like the whole we can't uh, comment on anything. Um, that's that's ridiculous. Like, that's a funny, timely joke. And we're always trying to make those, right? Yeah. Especially with headlines. Like, I'm always looking. I'm like, oh, how can I spin this? And then I try to see who's already said something. And. I think that's a funny, timely joke, and everybody needs to settle it down. <laughs> settle it down right now. Unless you are ET, you need to shut up. Exactly. I got one more email for us. Here we go. Let's go. Hi, Mr. D. Picture it. Sicily, 2016. Okay, it was Ohio, but let me live my golden girl's future for just one second. <laughs> Anyways, picture it. My fourth grade classroom, late October 2016. I'm writing on a dry erase board, back turned to the class. One of my girls asks me a question that takes me completely off guard. Miss Crabbill? Yes. Have you ever had a sugar daddy? <laughs> when I tell you that my head spun around faster than the girl from The Exorcist, I tell no lies. I said, I'm sorry? Have you ever had a what? I'm convinced myself that this little Mimi I'm first, yes, for the RuPaul's Drag Race reference, (laughs) has seen my pay stubs and knows that this is the only reason that I could have survived on the salary is because I have a sugar daddy. She says, you know, the candy sugar daddy. 
I got one trick-or-treating this weekend and they are really good. What did you think that I was saying? I don't know. That's why I needed you to repeat it. And this was five years ago. And my coworkers still ask me every Halloween if I've ever had a sugar daddy. I mean, I'm open to it with this salary. (laughs) Oh, that was good. That was good. And a good candy. I've never had Uh, it. Have you had it? I remember I remember having it when I was a, a little girl uh we all did this thing where uh my little friends i think i was like uh 12 where we wanted to be called after after stupid candies one halloween and thought there was somebody was like oh who's gonna be a sugar daddy and i was like uh, a boy, <laughs> boy. <laughs> i wanted to be called a sweetheart how dumb were kids jesus christ uh that's so funny have you ever had a sugar daddy I, I ever had a sugar daddy. I don't need no sugar daddy because I am what? <laughs> Sickening. Do you know that quote? That's from RuPaul's Drag Race. It, and that's what she was referring to in there. I've never had a sugar daddy, but I do know multiple people who will not be named Trevor. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> who there's this like website that you can go on to to it's just to have a sugar daddy, which let's be real. There's probably like sexual things involved with it, too. But. I've had people not branded uh, that way. like on Twitter be like, oh, you want to you want to be my sugar baby? And uh, I've gone down that rabbit hole to see uh, what what the I'm like, what what does it entail? Tell me what I would have to do. And honestly, too many things. Just too many. Well, don't stop there. <laughs> uh, Where are you? We got like, time. <laughs> <laughs> This one guy was like, uh, yeah, I will um, I will deposit. In your account, what do you say? Fifteen hundred a month. Whoa! But I have to be able to call. Like he said, that he needs to be able to call at any time, and that I always have to answer. Oh. And that if I don't answer after three times, that the money would stop. Um, and that trips were mandatory. Like it was like it, they have these like manifestos, um, of things that you have to do. Um. I found that the sugar baby people were easier, but I did not like being called baby. I actually, that seems not like a sugar daddy situation as much as it seems like a sub dom type. Exactly. It yeah. was very like, you do, you, you be at my beck and call. And I was like, well, what are you no. doing for me, dude? I'm like, I don't want to do Like, I don't think my ex-husband would like this, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> I don't even think I would like that. I didn't. I don't like to be too accessible to people. I I feel like that's crazy. That's that's a lot. Um, I didn't mind uh, the feet pick stuff. I was oh, just like, been there. Like, okay, you want to see my feet? I have eczema right now, and they're like, we don't care. <laughs> did you do it? I've only done it once. How much did One you make? Time. How much did you make? An undisclosed amount. Ooh, Tori. Okay, I have had people court me for my feet picks too, and. Mm-hmm. There was one guy, this is back when I was like, honestly, you guys probably like 19 or 20. And I'm pretty sure I evaded my own murder. Um, <laughs> this guy wanted pictures of my feet and he all, all he wanted. And I even asked, like, are you trying to have sex? I guess, do you think I'm a prostitute? All he wanted was yeah. pictures of my feet and to go to dinner with him. And he was going to give me $500 every time I did that, which at this time I'm making maybe 30 mm-hmm. a year. And I never did it, but I always wondered if I did, would I be taking a dirt nap right now or have a little bit more money in my bank account? I don't know. I'm not going to lie. And I don't think this guy is going to come back and find me, but I I sent them someone else's feet. (laughs) 
I don't think he's going to find me. I don't, I'm pretty sure. Like, this was like, like you, 10 years ago. And you got the, you got the check. The check's cleared. And I, and I got like a, I got a little, I got a little check. Yes. And it cleared, but it was like a little one. Uh, and this was like, uh, beginnings of Facebook. Oh, oh, so that we're going, That's we're going scandalous. Yeah. It's back, scandalous. Back, 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 like, back that was again. like 10 years ago. Yeah. Like 10, 15 years ago. I remember thinking like, let's see what happens. And like, Googling like pics. His pitch had something to do with how like women always have um women say that they're they don't like to give feet pics, but then I see them take pictures wearing sandals. What? And I was like, what? And he was like, Yeah, so like don't be weird about it. And I'm like, uh, how much do you think you send me? Oh, he he is like looking. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, here are the here's this foot. And then uh and then it was a block. It was a block on my end. Hard block. Uh Hard block. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's weird. Uh, the, I don't think it's weird. Good, good for your fetish. But I think the feet obsession is a little odd. I've had people ask for silicone molds and things like that. And I'm it's like, no, how did you get this number? Yeah. Silicone mold. What side of the internet are you on, girl? I think that people just really no. feel connected to me. <laughs> no. <when they> message <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. I think that people... <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't wait to go find your alt Twitter. <laughs> no, I always get the weird messages. I always do. I love it. I was just on this uh, show about that. They were like, is this for real? And I'm like, yeah, first message. I don't know. That is people wild. See people see me and they want to like ask for stuff. And I'm like, Ooh, you going to murder me? I did see you and ask you to be on the podcast. And luckily you said yes. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Tori, thank you for coming on. I, so, I'm so grateful that we met. I had such a fun time with you in Texas. I can't wait to do more Texas shows with you. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at ToriPool.com with no ease. Uh, I've got a very old blog on there. I throw the pod on there and all my dates and stuff. And yeah, it's, uh, I'm supposed to travel a little bit. I'm getting divorced and using my divorce money to travel. So you might see me in a city near you. If not, love me, follow me on social. It's all on the website. You guys got to follow her. Definitely give her podcast a listen. Toxic Love Actually. You can catch her a lot of Fridays at the Blind Tiger in San Antonio. And let me tell you what, you're going to want to go to this girl's live shows. If you like what you heard here, wait till you hear it even more unfiltered. Tori, I just love you, girl. I'm so glad that we met. I'm glad to call you a friend now. Thank you for coming on the Social Studies Podcast. Thank you so much. Have fun. And we'll see you later. For sure. Thanks, Tori. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Wanted to give a quick thank you to all of our newest Patreon members. Patreon is how we keep the podcast going. You can become a Patreon member too at patreon.com slash Dombrowski. That's patreon.com slash Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Dombrowski. Lots of bonus content in on there for you. You also get access to tickets before anywhere else in the world. And we have a new segment called Behavior Management, which we used to do before. We're bringing it back. It is weekly on Patreon. So get over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Jennebrowski. We're happy to have you there. And hello to our newest Patreon members, Heather Paradis. Heather, I'm so sorry I missed you for a few weeks, but you know I love you, girl. You know I love you. Thanks, Miss Heather. Nicole Ludis, Amanda Harvey, Hannah Fleming, Geraldine Echterling, 
April Green and John Boerger. Hey, you guys, thank you so much. I hope everybody has an exceptional Halloween. Have fun. Enjoy your families. Enjoy all the little children's coming to your door to, and give them all of the candies that you can find. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to the Social Studies Podcast. I mean that from the bottom of my butt. And I say my butt because it's bigger than my heart. So I feel like it means more. I love you guys so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye.